In the name of the Ascended One, Jesus Christ. Amen. Twelve priests sat on a porch overlooking the ocean. They were quietly enjoying the cool, stormy wind and drizzle and gray skies of a chilly New England day. The priests were waiting for the 13th priest to arrive so that they could begin their Ascension Day worship service. Finally, he came, blown sideways from the road and across the lawn that separated the porch from the ocean, and then up through the screen door and onto the porch. Blown in by the wind, he was a bit disheveled and clearly had something he wanted to tell them before they could tease him for being late, he blurted out, My friends, the most extraordinary thing has happened. And he proceeded to tell them the good news of Jesus having risen from the dead and been seen by many all over Judea. It took a moment for the other priests to realize what was happening, that their friend was enacting the scripture for them. But when he took a deep breath and said, Alleluia, Christ is risen, they caught their own breath and responded in unison, He is risen indeed, Alleluia. And then others among them stood and read scripture, not just ancient writings, but memories from those early Christians who knew and loved Jesus, who witnessed his death and resurrection and ascension. The priests heard these stories with new ears in their circle of friends, as if they were offering each other first-hand accounts of the most wonderful story of all time. One reading mentioned the Holy Spirit, and as the Holy Spirit was named, a beautiful, pure, white seabird drifted off the shore over the trees and right across the front of the porch and then up and away. They knew that Christ was with them. They knew the Holy Spirit was present. And then the gospel was read. It was from Luke and it was about Jesus' ascent into heaven. It was actually just a different accounting of the same story that we heard from the Acts reading today that Larry read for us. Now the priest telling the story, read the words. He led them out as far as Bethany, and then the priest flung open that screen door and led everyone down to the water's edge so close that the ocean sprayed their feet. The waves were loud. And so the priest, who was telling of the ascension, had to yell the next part of the story, which went like this. And lifting up his hand, Jesus blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And then for five minutes, nobody spoke. And those 13 priests stood looking out at the ocean and the sky while God preached the best sermon I have ever heard heard.
Our faces were wet with rain and seawater and our own tears. And I finally understood, in a new and astounding way, standing there with 12 other Christians at the seashore on Ascension Day this past Thursday, that when Jesus blessed them, just before he ascended into heaven, he was commissioning them to continue the work that he had begun. Just before he ascended. The disciples asked him if now was the time, was he finally going to restore the kingdom of God to Israel? And he basically said, we can't know when that is going to happen, but I am going to send the Holy Spirit to fill you and empower you so that you can bring about the kingdom of God. And then he went up and left them to do the work. Now, when members of our youth group walk from here to Lowell each summer, after they've prayed and served and walked together for four days, we hold a closing service, and they tell their stories, and then they are given a cross. When the cross is put over their head, they hear the words, Christ is counting on you. And they respond, and I on Christ. Christ is counting on all of us. It was the last thing that he made sure that we knew before he ascended into heaven. So I want to take just a little bit of time to talk about two central components of our Christian life. Following Christ, which we call discipleship. And doing the work that Christ is counting on us to do, which is apostleship. We as disciples look to Jesus and we as apostles are sent out into a world that needs us to bring God's love into it. Bishop Laura Ahrens, former assistant rector here at Trinity and current Bishop Suffragan in Connecticut, was one of the 13 by the seaside this Thursday with me. And she speaks of discipleship and apostleship as inhales and exhales. We need to inhale God's love into ourselves and into our lives here when we worship together and in a million different ways. And then we need to exhale God's love into the world. And we do those two things in equal parts. If you have ever tried to inhale more air than you exhale, or exhale more air than you have inhaled, you know it doesn't work that way. We see Jesus inhaling God's presence and exhaling God's mission into the world throughout the Gospels, And in today's gospel, we hear him inhaling. It was the night before he died, and he had been having an epic conversation with the disciples after that last supper. The conversation is actually called Jesus' Farewell Discourse, and it spans chapters 14, 15, 16, and 17 of the Gospel of John. At the end of this long conversation... 
He raised his eyes in conversation with God. He spoke to God of the faithfulness of his followers, of the fact that even though he would soon be gone from the world, they would still be there. He tenderly asked God to protect them, to protect us. It was one of the most beautiful moments of discipleship we had from him. His eyes on God, their eyes on him. Love and tenderness enfolding them all on the threshold of the crucifixion. The disciples had gotten really used to being disciples, following Jesus, counting on him to lead the way. But now, with his ascension, And with the sending of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, which we will celebrate next week, they and us turn our attention and our focus to learning more deeply about apostleship. Empowered by the Holy Spirit, we remember that Christ is counting on us, and we go forth, remembering to return to the well, to return to this table, to kneel as disciples around the altar and to be fed by word and sacrament, remembering to inhale so that when we exhale, we become vehicles through which God breathes love into the world to the very ends of the earth. I did not want to leave the ocean side on that day. But someone spoke the final words of the gospel, which were, and they returned to Jerusalem in joy. And then someone else started to sing Alleluia. And we turned and sung our way up a hill away from the ocean and into a nearby chapel, where we broke bread and renewed our baptismal and priestly vows. And then were sent back out to our work to our communities, to our families, to church, ready to exhale. So back with you today, all I really want to do is remind us to breathe. That together we as disciples can inhale Christ's presence, and together as apostles we can exhale Christ's presence into the world when we leave here. We inhale, and when we exhale, we hear the words, Christ is counting on you. We inhale again because we know our answer is, and I on Christ. And we breathe this journey together. My friends, Christ is counting on you. And we on Christ. And I on Christ. Christ is counting on you. And I on Christ. Christ is counting on you. And I on Christ. Amen.